Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, we are talking novelty and gimmick songs. That's right, the hits you can't get out of your head with topics that are at best exploitational and at worst kind of terrible. But we're going to go through them and we're going to do it in a unique way. We're going to do it bracket style. March Madness, it's going to be head to head. We're going to pick a single favorite gimmick or novelty song. Stick around, we've got a lot of great hits you know and love. Coming up now on the Goldilocks Zone. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 25, recorded September 17, 2015. Novelty Songs, The Sweet 16. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone. I'm Sean Jennings, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, the Rocket Man himself. It is uh, Matt Mariani. How are we doing, Mr. Uh, Do the Batman Jennings? I, I am excited um, for tonight's episode, Matt, because I think we're, we, we've got a lot of firsts. First of all, can you believe this is the first music episode we've ever done? I don't think that's true, because didn't we do the musical instruments episode? Well, those are instruments, but no, no like, music. Okay, this is the first, like, I guess, like, popular music Yeah, no glass harmonicas on tonight's done. episode. Oh man! I promise. No, uh, no weird Welsh guitars. No, no. Unless, unless you can find a hit novelty song made with one, and in which case, I'd be happy to, to listen. Uh, you know what? If I had more time, maybe you could write one. Could yeah? We could we could we could co-write one. We could throw it out there. Be gazillionaires. And the other exciting thing about tonight's episode is we're doing our first ever bracket episode. We're doing it March Madness style, head-to-head competitions, one-on-one. We're bracketed. We're going to go from 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 and pick a winner of our top novelty or gimmick song. I'm excited for the format. I- I'm-, I'm optimistic it'll work well. Yeah, I think this is going to be, you know what, it'll be no time like the present. We might as well just try it. <laughs> Matt, I appreciate it. if it doesn't work, we can always go back to doing what we usually do. That's right. No no, no risk, no reward, as they say. Um, That's right. March Madness in September. March Madness all year round. Uh, here on the Goldilocks Zone, of course, our website, goldilockshow.com and soundcloud.com slash goldilockshow. All the links are in those respective places and, of course, on Twitter at goldilockshow. Uh, we got a lot to get through in uh, in tonight's show, so why don't we jump to it and start with the brackets. Let's put this up on screen. Uh, I recommend everyone check out the video version, of course, as I always say. The novelty and gimmick song, Bracket to End All Brackets, 16 competitors broken into competitions of two. Tonight... The Sweet 16. We're going to get through all eight first-round competitors. Next week's show, we are going to break the eight to four, the four to two, and the two to a single winner. All right? And, uh, Matt, is there somewhere on this board you'd like to start, or should we just kick it in the corner um, and go from there? I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you where we begin. I'm going to I'm gonna say we should start with the uh, the top left. Top we left? Just go, you know, do, do a nice, nice and traditional, not get any... any uh, craziness over here there we go wow look at that you zoomed we have the technology um there we are wonderful so our first matchup is holiday themed holiday gimmick novelty songs are a staple it doesn't get more original than that and to be honest there's about a thousand christmas novelty songs so i narrowed it down to one and then i included um a non-christmas because i said you can't have two christmas novelty songs so for our first matchup we're going to start with um matt you're going to enjoy this this is my big 
technology. You know, how I always in the show I said try new things and they always fail miserably. Uh, mm. When it comes to the is this going to be one of those times, Sean. Uh, it probably is uh, <laughs> because we're going to start out right now with uh, Bobby Pickett and the uh, and the uh, the Crypt uh, Kickers with uh, uh, the Monster, the Monster Mash. Mash. That was, of course, uh, Bobby Pickett with his uh, one-hit wonder, Monster Mash. Uh, going up against him, Matt, we have a Christmas classic. This one is uh, written by Tommy Connor, sung by little Jimmy Boyd, who was 12 years old when he sang the song. Uh, this is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Let's take a listen. All right, that again, Tommy Connors, uh, written the song, sung by Jimmy Bird. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Matt? What What are your first impressions on these two songs? Well, first impressions. Um, first of all, I I think that the the Monster Mash and uh, the second song about kissing Santa Claus are uh, both, you know, really like holiday songs but not in the way that you might think of them like they're they're kind of like especially with the second one they get kind of thrown aside for other songs actually that's the second the second song kind of is one that has a lot of songs to compete with doesn't it mm-hmm. like christmas has a lot of songs a ton of songs it was tough to but pick halloween one, to be honest. yeah halloween really doesn't have that many songs the monster mash kind of is the halloween song right oh, yeah so I think it, and I think it carries the holiday quite well. Yeah, um, I, I, what I, what I, I like contrasting these because I think they have very different attitudes, right? Monster Mash is a fun party song. It's a great party song, even all year round. Um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is very slow and kind of creepy. Um, let's let's be honest, it's downright spooky. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, all it's right. probably scarier than Monster Mash, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not that I'm telling you how you should vote. The way this is going to work, it's, by the way, I should say this at the outset. Matt and I are each going to get a vote, and we'll take turns uh, doing tiebreakers. So I don't want to influence Matt's vote. I will just come out and say I'm picking Monster Mash. I saw Monster <laughs> well, right. Santa Claus. Great gimmick song. I think it really. Sean, yes, I was Matt. also I was also going to pick Monster Mash. I mean, how there can was you there was not? no contest. It and, was, and I would as, argue. As, go ahead. Uh, I was as I was going to say as as uh, as far as holiday songs go. Like the, the one about kissing Santa Claus, like you said, it's it's creepy. It's very. Weird. It's not. It's not even a contest. I think in this situation, the Monster Mash is the Halloween song, versus a a, a, a poor like poor man's Christmas song, probably like not even in the top ten of Christmas songs. There are, in fact, actually a lot of Hanukkah songs that I like better <laughs> than. 
it's a that very one Christmas book. song. So I'm going to go ahead and pick. Uh, I think we're both going to give our votes to Monster Mash. I'm going to go with Monster Mash. And to be honest, I think Monster then Mash is a favorite the in the tournament overall. I think, yeah, I Monster think Mash is it's a heavy hitter. It's, it's definitely a heavy, a heavy hitter. That's why I wanted to get to that one first. I it's wanted spectacularly to gimmicky. Ensure, ensure that it's going on to the next round. So I'm glad we came to an agreement early. Absolutely. That Monster one was an easy Mash. one. Next one up, we got a head-to-head. I call this the classics, right? This is pre-70s. Um, upbeat, sort of bubblegum pop type music, and we've got a great head-to-head starting with the great Sheb Woolley, of course you know all of Sheb Woolley's songs, uh, who sang Purple People Eater. Uh, Let's take a listen. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky about a one long horn one big all right again Sheb Woolley, the purple people eater it's competition the longest named song in the bracket uh sung by brian highland um a a fun beach classic itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini and i want you to listen carefully to this one because the copy of the song i have has a fun intro from uh one of the american bandstand type shows that played it and i wanted to keep it on purpose because i think it's fun so let's take a listen uh, uh to that one here only because we knew this fellow was going to be with us the fellow who has the song about the bikini which incidentally is depending upon how you look at it the hottest or the coolest record in the country right now the biggest thing for this one very handsome young man does it and check the girl in the bikini it's called the itsy bitsy teeny weeny you know brian highland she was afraid to come out of the locker she was as nervous as she could be she was afraid to come out of the locker she was afraid that somebody would say Again, Brian Highland with Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Um, I suppose I can jump in and first. Uh, these two songs are very similar. They they have that sound of the songs of that time, right? The um, I might have like Sugar Sugar by the Archies, that that real bubblegum pop sound, um, which is fun to listen to. But for me, and and I'll say this throughout the whole competition, for me, I define a gimmick song as a song that takes advantage of a fad or a celebrity or something of the moment for gain. Okay, that's why we, we talked earlier about dance crazes like, um, you know, the Macarena or something like that. For me, that's not a novelty song. A novelty song takes advantage of something going on in the world, like the Monster Mash being an example. Uh, same goes for Weird Al. He does parodies for me, not novelties. Yeah. Between these two, I like Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini because it takes advantage of the fad at the time of beach hits, right? With the Beach Boys and all these uh, uh, Wipeout by the Safaris, all this sort of beach-themed. It takes advantage of a, of a fad to create a hit novelty song. I think they're very similar music. I like Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini better. Matt, what, what are your thoughts between these two? Well, 
initially, um, sorry, what was the name of the man who wrote uh, Purple People Eater? Sheb Go back Woolley. to his name. Sheb Woolley. Yes. It sounds to me like a, a late 19th century baseball player who was inducted into the Hall of Fame posthumously yes. and who you may not have heard of. Yes. Kind of like, almost like like Satchel Page or uh, Ty Cobb. It's, yeah, you have um, Sheb Woolley. I think I could picture him pitching for the Detroit Tigers circa like 1898. Well, anyway, uh, that being said, uh, on the other front, the bikini song, right? Mm -hmm. What the introduction, what exactly is the difference between being hot and being cool? Well, it's a hot song or it's a cool song. It's a hot song or it's a cool song. And then he said, like, depending on how you view it kind of indicating that those are the different but they're actually the it's it's kind of like applying the same adjective to mm -hmm. something right mm -hmm. like if it's hot or if it's cool it's like it's like things that know. both suck and blow it's very yeah it's very beachy it's mm -hmm. a beachy a beachy thing i guess that he was in that he's in that beach theme um also yeah like you said they're going into the songs themselves i think that they're very similar in sound uh, and rhythm and groove and all of that. And I think that they capture the spirit of their era. Um, one, of course, being like the the second song, I think was a lot more like 1950s conservatism mm -hmm. versus like the people eater. To me, always, I always thought of like some kind of veiled allegory to communism. <laughs> that would you know, be great like, if it were true. Or, or like to like ICBMs, mm -hmm. like soviets in in cuba they're the flying purple people eaters Love something it. like that um for my money what do you think i'll tell you who i'm gonna pick you i'm pick. gonna pick the yellow polka dot yellow polka bikini. dot bikini that's goes my pick the, goes for the sweep because it, it just has that swing and like that other song the other song is kind of silly i mean they're both silly in their own right vein but i think like the second one is like b-52's cool silly Whereas the first one is just kind of like, it's like a kid's song. That's silly. exactly it. And kids do sing so, it. So, yeah, I agree. Very Maybe good. LSD. Maybe that, maybe the people eater is actually LSD. <laughs> I don't know. They hallucinated the whole thing. Yeah, it's possible. Mm. It's crazy time back then. So what's your pick? Uh, it's a bitsy teeny and yellow polka dot bikini. So All I think right. we get, we so get we, this we have agreed that. two out of two. Two out of two. And uh, next week we're going to see Monster Mash take on Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Uh, I just like saying the name of that song. That'll, um, be, that'll be a good one. It's going to be a good head-to-head. -head. Let's move on to the next uh, quadrant of the bracket. Um, next, here we have a matchup of celebrities and a matchup of Randy Newman songs, who uh, <sighs> I think I think only writes novelty songs. So Oh, um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait when a I was minute. looking at the bracket earlier, I read Rocket Man. I did not read William Shatner. Oh, it's the Shatner version. I read I mean I when I saw Rocket Man, I assumed Elton. This is this is a complete game changer. Well, and that's what's great, me. right? The Elton complete version is a good changer. actual song. Wow. But the Shatner version, and that's what <laughs> that's why I love the Eddie Murphy Shatner. He just Shatner takes it to another level of awesome. Yeah. When celebrities get in the music, 
they do it be they do it with such abandon because they assume they're famous and can do everything perfect and 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 whatever they do will become a hit that they don't realize the terrible mistakes they're making. <laughs> um, so uh, quickly, let's let's play a little tunes for you. We're gonna start with Eddie Murphy, uh, "Party All the Time," co-produced with Rick James. Uh, interestingly enough, who uh, actually sings some vocals on the record. No more of that. Eddie Murphy cannot sing. Oh, 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 that's a rough one. Uh, but if you're talking about rough songs, nothing gets more rough than Rocket Man, as sung by William Shatner. And I, I want to let everyone know, for both of these songs, if you've never seen the music video, go and run to YouTube immediately and watch them. Because on Is one hand, you've got Eddie Murphy yeah. in a recording studio bobbing his head with the hand <laughs> to the earphones in the cheesiest way. And on the other, William Shatner just aggressively smoking on a stool at a bar. And then he splits into three people, oh, right? Oh, it's so great. Oh, that's that's great. I love that music video. For Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's yeah, take if a you listen. haven't seen those music videos, go watch, go watch them right them. now. They're classic. We'll wait. Pack my bags. Last night, pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high. As a kite by then. the earth so much <laughs> all right enough of that oh, oh man my god that is two terrible terrible songs but for my money they were gimmicks right there there are they are celebrities taking their celebrity and using them and applying it to music and i would argue in both cases failing miserably matt what do you think of these two songs which do you think made the better novelty or gimmick song well all right coming right out i should disclose you know as you may almost definitely know about me i am a trekkie mm. so i i am not going to desert the captain in his hour of need so you know obviously i'm 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 gonna come right out i, I won't even i won't even uh have to think about this one i'm gonna go with uh shatner and Rocket Man, because uh, for me, even even if it, even if he wasn't Captain Kirk, I think that that song, what that song did was take a mainstream song, mainstream pop culture song, mm -hmm. and turn it on its head, and almost make it like poetry. Mm -hmm. Like he he reverted it back. He took the song, like a lot of songs are poems and then become songs. He actually reverted it back into a like a poem song type it was almost like it was more clearly more poem than it was song um the other song by eddie murphy yeah it's it's really catchy but he i mean ultimately he kind of just repeats the same words over and over again that's exactly it 
and and I can't tell if he's if he's complaining about it, mm-hmm. like he doesn't want his girl to party all the time, or if he's cool with it and he's bragging to someone that she parties all the time or wants to party all the time. It's almost like eventually it just sounds like he ha- he has like a headache and he's just like. <laughs> Ah, uh, my girl wants to party You're all the time. You're just not sure if he wants to party or not. It's very and, confusing. And and yeah, I I so I think that the better yeah the better one is Rocket Man. Clearly, Rocket Man all the way. Yeah, I and I you know I put these two songs side to side. What's interesting about Party All the Time to me is the fact that it was the combination of Eddie Murphy being huge at the time and the fact it's produced with some vocals by Rick James, right? Who was also huge at the time. We'll see a song on the other side of the bracket that did the exact same formula and was very successful with it. So I give them credit. My difference is I think Party of the Time is not a terrible song, okay? By no means a good song. Eddie Murphy should never sing again in his life. But it's catchy. It's got a hook. It it, it could be any generic song playing in the background at a club. I buy that. Rocket Man is barely a song. (laughs) As you said, it's like spoken poetry with like a very soft music behind it. And just due to which sh- the, the, the beauty of a novelty or gimmick song is they're weird. That's what gets your attention, right? We'll have someone here, uh, Disco Duck, Super Bowl Shuffle. Some of these songs are just so bizarre. That's what makes them hits. And I think Rocket Man fits squarely into that category. And I'm, I'm going to agree. I got to give it to Rocket Man. I just think it, 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 while Party All the Time is a better song than Rocket Man, Rocket Man is a better novelty song. Right, the party right. all the time. So Rocket Man wins it on to the next give it to round. Shatner, uh, give it Shatner to the sings the blues. Uh, let's continue on back to the bracket. Uh, now, we, before we go real quick, yes, Shatner decon- he deconstructed another song, right? Didn't he deconstruct um, Tambourine Man? Oh, I don't think I've ever heard this. And he says, "Mr. Tambourine Man," in like the style of like Khan from like Oh my God, Star Trek Two. You never seen that? Well, I've seen Star Trek too. Uh, You've never seen the, the no, when he, seen no he does it. I I swear he, it's an it's it's just like in the same in the same style uh, that he does Rocket Man. He does Mister Tambourine Man, and he like he makes it like like almost like spoken poetry instead of a song, and it's great. I hope somewhere there's a whole album of that. That would just oh, yeah, be I'd great. Buy I would buy that in a heartbeat. Then I'd the... go to a Star Trek convention and I'd get him to sign it. Absolutely, and it, it would is, be the uh... happiest day of my life. I couldn't agree more. True story. Um, competing against Rocket Man will be the winner of this next battle. Two Randy Newman songs. Now, why two Randy Newman songs? All Randy Newman does is write catchy music. It is his sole existence in life to write songs that are catchy <laughs> and get your attention. Now, some yeah, that's of them, his shtick. That's his shtick, and it's and he's very good at it. He's won several Oscars and many awards doing it. More power to him. But most of them aren't novelty or gimmick songs, right? I, I would say they, you know, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story being a, a, a good example. It's not a novelty or it's a gimmick. It's a nice song. However, yeah. two of Randy Newman's solo hits, I would argue, are gimmick songs. And I want to put them against one another to see which is the gimmickiest. The first being um, his ode to the West Coast, um, sung by Randy Newman. It was uh, I Love L.A. Uh, let's listen in. in. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimos. Roll down the window. 
you get the idea. Uh, I love LA, his ode to LA. I will say a couple uh, back in the spring when I was in LA in the rental car driving down the 101, I was <laughs> blasting that song and it was you have awesome. To. That's it's probably the best, you know, the right only place you got. I had an, a California playlist and, and and it makes sense played there. Most of the rest of the world, not a ton of sense, but at least for there yeah. it does. We're going to put that song up against Randy Newman's um, semi-offensive but mostly hilarious take on <laughs> uh, the shorter members of our society. Um, and it was his, uh, his catchy tune of Short People. Short people. Sean, is that was that a real song? I swear to God, it's a Did real that second song. Actually, it's a, that's it's, not like a parody. No, it's a like three-minute long song, TV and it's just Randy Newman being super mean to short people. And wow, it's, if you've never that's heard horrible. it before, it's fantastic. That's really messed up. Um, and he calls them uh, uh, liars and thieves. And, and why? And, what is his? What is his problem? Short, short people, people got nobody. Short people. Is is our short was the, was his manager like a short person and he like fired him from Denny's or something? Honestly, it's a it's a novelty song. It's a gimmick song. It doesn't wow. matter. It got people's attention, right? That that's what this is all about. I guess so. Now you know what's interesting about those two songs. I don't know if you know this, um, but it, the the there's a there's a there's actually something that connects those besides Randy Newman, and that's actually the Los Angeles Dodgers. The baseball oh, team. I'd go on. I'd love to hear this. I do not know. So this. when you know how when a, when a team wins a game, they usually play a, like a specific song. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the Giants in San Francisco, they play Song Five by uh, Blur, mm-hmm. and uh, the Mets play Taking Care of Business by mm-hmm. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh, Red Sox, you have. Um, I think they do Tessie by the Dropkick Murphys, mm-hmm. and they also do. Um, Sweet the Standells. Yes. They do. Caroline, they play in the eighth inning. Okay. See, I'm but like, well, this is like when they win. When they win the oh. game, they play a song and everybody like claps. And I think they also play the Standells' Dirty Water. Mm-hmm. But so the Dodgers, actually, when they win a baseball game, they play I Love L.A. by awesome. Randy Newman. When they lose a baseball game, <laughs> they play Short, Short People, People by Randy Newman. <laughs> That's fantastic. There's actually been quite a bit of controversy over the latter because I think that there are some short fans who are like, "What the hell? Like this is this is not. We don't we don't want you to play this song because it's offensive to our kind. Oh yeah, and our culture. Mm-hmm. I totally I get that. That's fun. I did not know that. What a fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, I mean, putting these two songs head to head, I mean, I'll just come to a conclusion. I think they're both really great songs. I don't think I Love L.A. has enough of a gimmick over Short People. Short People is one big gimmick, start to finish. That's all it is. It is a novelty. I Love L.A., yes, it's got the sort of cheesy factor to it, um, but I don't think it's enough. I'm going to give it to Short People on this one, Matt. What do you think? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm, uh, this is this is going to be the first time we disagree. I'm giving it to I Love L.A. I think that 
it's a much catchier for a long time i had i love la on my on my uh, ipod mm-hmm. it's very catchy oh, it's a great song you know it's a catchy song um short people while it is mildly offensive is also a catchy song it's um it's good it's more like a swing like bobbing up and down the mm-hmm. other one's like more like you yeah like you said you put the top down in your car you rock out to it mm-hmm. uh but i'm gonna stand uh, i'm gonna stand by i love la and i don't exactly know what happens now well because we've tied we've tied i in, in my head I just came up with a tiebreaker okay Matt, what's gonna happen i just wrote down a number on this uh post-it okay. notepad okay i want you to Sounds it's good tell me if that number is higher it's it's one to ten okay not the number five i want you to tell me if it's higher or lower than five if you get it right the tiebreaker goes to you if it does not it goes to me how's that lower it's lower than five we're looking for eight Oh, so tiebreaker goes to me. Short people goes to Sean is going to take on Rocket Man in the next round. Oh boy, that's going to be that's going to be a fun head to head. I'm looking forward to that. I think in a way I'm relieved because now my decision is made for that round. That's right, and now it's all on my shoulders. Lucky me. Um, all right. Well, let's continue on. We've got now moving to the other side of the bracket. This whole the whole uh, right side of the bracket is all um. By decade, right? And I did that on purpose because I said novelty songs have changed over time. Let's address that by putting pairing them up by decade, okay? In the top corner, we are going to go with the 1980s. A fantastic time when some of the best music ever created came from. Everyone loves the 80s. Um, and we're going to put two fantastic novelty songs against one another, starting with the Super Bowl Shuffle. Uh, the 1985 Chicago Bears in their 15-1 and season on their way to a Super Bowl decided, uh, why don't we do a rap song, they thought. Uh, and so the Chicago Bears shuffling crew with uh, Super Bowl Shuffle. Let's, uh, let's listen in. All right, Super Bowl Shuffle, the Chicago Bears shuffling crew. Um, so that's another that's another song that everybody's got to go home right now. Oh my god! Or if you are home and near a computer, you got to look that up on YouTube. That's another. So the thing is, when when they're doing the Super Bowl Shuffle, all of those pro, pro athletes, uh, you can't help feeling like there's a man standing off camera with the with a gun pointed at each one of them. That's just a. <laughs> It's great. It's just so forced. It's so <laughs> awkward. And then what's funny is you can easily tell the difference between the guys who are really into it and the guys who don't want to be there. Uh, because there's some guys and they're like really doing the dance. And, and then there's some guys and they're like super bullshit. Yeah. That, bull. Some guys are like, you know what? We're getting paid millions. We might as well, well milk it. And, and some guys are like, I'd rather be One guy on my, in the team who didn't yacht. do it. Yeah. Who, he, he said it was too arrogant and he decided not to do it. One guy. Good for um, him. Yeah, actually sticking by his his morals. Well, I'm sure he's really he's out. now in in a retirement home somewhere <laughs> with a lot with of head like trauma. horrible brain injuries uh, and a head trauma. Exactly, but hey, but he could have had a rap song. Um, going up against the Super Bowl Shuffle, it's a tough matchup, I think, in this round. 
For me, this song may be the textbook definition of a novelty song, taking a popular fad and putting it to music. Buckner and Garcia, off of their concept album called Pac-Man Fever, uh, comes their hit song, Pac-Man Fever. Again, Pac, uh, Buckner and Garcia with Pac-Man Fever. By the way, if you pick up the whole album, it's, it's I think, eight or ten songs, all parodies of video games set to music. So it's all about uh, Donkey Kong and Frogger and a whole bunch of games. Uh, they did a whole album. This was the only hit off of that album. Wow. I'm um, really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Matt, what do you, what do you think of these two uh, 80s novelty superstars going head-to-head? What, what, what are your thoughts? Um, my initial thought is that one of them makes me really happy for, like, nostalgic reasons. And the other one makes me, like, kind of sad. Not for nostalgic reasons, but for, like... <laughs> It's just like it's just like a like a like a dirty feeling. Like these men were forced to dance the Super Bowl <laughs> Shuffle. Like they didn't want to do it. This is this is something that their their managers made them do it. They probably said they would rip up their contracts if I they love didn't. It. Um, I mean, both of them are classics in the pop culture sense and of the uh, the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I will say this is probably the toughest matchup in the whole bracket uh, uh, for me personally. I'm, I'm going to say because I think these both exemplify novelty songs and it was very I didn't want to put them head to head, but I knew at some point they were going to have to fight. So I wanted to do it in the first round. Toughest matchup. <sighs> I'm going to regret this decision, but I am going with the Super Bowl shuffle on this one simply because Pac-Man Fever, while a fantastic novelty song, is almost too good to be a novelty song. In my mind, novelty songs shouldn't be great hits. And I think Pac-Man Fever is actually a good song. It's catchy, it's got a good beat, good lyrics, it's sung well, it's produced well. Combining the the gimmick of the 85 Bears, mind you, they recorded this before they even won the Super Bowl. So imagine if they had lost, how embarrassing that would have been. Uh, of course, they routed... Do you know what team they routed in the 85 Super Bowl? That would be the... Uh... No, I don't know. The New England Patriots. Back when they were terrible. Um, And so for that and the fact it is so awkward, I'm going with the Super Bowl shuffle. Matt, what about – I don't think there's a wrong choice here, but I'm interested to hear yours. What do you think? Um, All right. So you may not have to regret your decision because I'm actually going to go with the Pac-Man fever. I think that it's a – like you said, it's, it's a better song. And I feel like the people had fun making it. And uh weren't weren't cajoled into making it so that's my pick it's pac-man fever plus it has it has the it has those cool little like like i think that the the bears 
song, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl Shuffle, you can make that with a Casio keyboard. Oh, that's pro- like, and they probably did. <laughs> they probably did. And they probably did. And it, it was it's just like a pre recorded beat mm-hmm. and uh, not really much else. Mm-hmm. I think that Pat, there were a lot more. It seems like a lot more work went into making Pac Man Fever, if I had to guess. Fair so. Enough. Um, I think that a hard work should be rewarded, and I'm going to vote for. Uh, I'm going to cast the vote for Pac-Man Fever. All right, Matt. You know what that means? We need a tiebreaker. Okay. We do. I have picked a number between We're one do this again, huh? and one hundred, but oh, it's God. not fifty. You have to tell me if it's higher or lower than fifty. It's lower than fifty. Is it lower than fifty? If it's lower than fifty, we're going with Pac-Man Fever. If not, it's Super Bowl Shuffle. 44. Uh, it is lower. It, lower than 50. it is All lower. Right. So Pac-Man Fever wins a t- I don't think there are really any any losers here. I think we all win with Pac-Man <laughs> and Fever. And lose. And then lose because we listen to Fat Pac-Man Fever. Um, which is shame enough. Uh, next decade, we're going to move on the 1970s. Uh, really a breakout time. Huh? Well, I didn't do them in, in the right order, which is on me. But uh, <laughs> they uh, a real breakout time for the novelty song. Uh, and I think we have two vastly different songs, which is what I like about this so much, is they're totally on the opposite ends. Um, we're going to start with DJ Rick Dees, a successful DJ, who decided on a lark to go off with his own novelty hit. Um, you probably know it. It is Disco Duck. Let's take a listen. Disco Duck uh, from DJ Rick Dees. Going up against a vastly different song, 70s, a time of disco. But Matt, you know what also the 70s was a time of? Uh, Lots and lots of uh, cocaine. Lots and lots of cocaine. That is true. And who was using that cocaine? Well, Matt, that would be our cross-country truckers. Uh, The 1970s was the rise and fall of the popularity of the CB radio. And and the the weird cultural fascination with trucker shows like BJ and the Bear and the movie Convoy all exemplified the exciting world of trucking. And nothing did that better than C.W. McCall and his one-hit wonder novelty song about trucking in CB radio, Convoy. Well, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown, come on. Yeah, that's a Big Ben for there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we got a little I don't think it gets any more 70s than that, Matt. 
That's a weird song, Sean. It's it's fantastically weird. And it it's was a weird a one. It was a hit song, Matt, in the seventies. People bought that album and listened to it. Yeah. Can you believe? I believe it. It, it was the seventies, Matt. I I I got to ask you. I I, I got to break the fourth wall here. How many of these songs do you actually know? I have to be completely honest with you. Up until right now, those last two songs, I had to listen to those last two songs independently before the show started. Okay. I had never heard those songs before. I was afraid. Those you are had... the only ones, though. I was worried you hadn't heard of many of these because I'm. I'm oh, no. I have weird music tastes. Like, literally almost all of these were already no, on I've, my iPods. So. I've, I've heard of, I've heard of, I've actually listened to every one of them up until okay. now. I was going to, I was going to disclose that actually to our listeners that all right these last two songs i i had never heard of that, and i had to go look those up but they other are, than that weird. yeah no we were we were right. fine up until that point all right good with that out of the yeah. way uh matt convoy disco duck uh which song was was more of a novelty to you do you go with the disco oh, or do you go with the truckers uh, wow um I think that I'm gonna have to go with my gut on this one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I'm not very well versed with either of these, but for some reason, Convoy is just not leaving my brain. It's just it's kind of like just embedded there, and <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking catchy. about it. It's weirdly catchy, and the other one is, I mean, I've heard a ton of disco songs, and I guess that one was about a duck. I well, guess like a, and, a disco duck, and to some degree. Disco Duck is a novelty song, but it's also kind of a parody song. It, it, Rick Dees yeah. actually wrote it to make fun of disco. So, in a way, it is a bit more of a parody that, than a gimmick, though a gimmick nonetheless. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, I, could, I can see, I can hear the parody coming through. I'm curious to see which one you're going to pick on this uh... Um, on this one well man i think it's a tough choice i think both songs are really good novelty songs but again i go back on this show you should know by now i'm I'm a stickler for definitions right when we define how we're going to measure something i stay to it and for me a novelty song is something that takes a fad or trend and 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 uses it for monetary gain to create a hit song pac-man fever with rise of video games great example of that right convoy took advantage of the rise of CB radios and trucking in the United States, which for some reason became a fad in the 70s, and made a weird, uncomfortably catchy hit song out of it. What a perfect novelty song. Now, I'm going to agree. I, I, had, I never knew about this, this trucking fad that America went through in the 70s. I didn't know that was a thing. That yeah. was a... Uh, there was a movie a Convoy. Pop culture movement. Okay. And the there movie was, a, was called Convoy? It was called Convoy. There was a TV show called BJ and the Bear, which, stay with me here, was about a man and, and a monkey, and they drove a truck across the country and got into shenanigans. Okay. Um, and NCB Radio's also... Um, sales spiked because people were actually putting them in their home and using them, you know, kind of like ham radio in a similar way and using them in their cars to communicate with uh, truckers and each other before uh, cell phones, of course. So uh, I have yeah. heard of that. I have heard about the, about the CB radio. Yes. Yeah. And all those things kind of intersected. Okay. 70s were weird, man. The 70s, man. They man, elected Jimmy Carter. Those 70s. Uh, all right. What we're going to continue time. on. We've got the nineties up next. Um, I feel like a radio DJ tonight. Um, we're doing the 90s. We've got two hits from the 90s, very different songs, both with their own respective gimmicks. We're going to start with a little band called Aqua. Um, I'm assuming they're from Europe. I didn't actually check, but they sound like they are. Um, and they're going to start us off with a little song called Barbie Girl. Hi, 
You know, Matt, life in plastic. It is fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. fantastic. Now we have the benefit of um, of looking back at this song from the modern day. Yes, we do. Um, tell me if I'm wrong here, but ne- uh, after all that's gone on with this poor, poor man, who may or may not have ruined the lives of many, many female co-actresses, but does does that does that um the gentleman in the beginning of that song not sound just like Bill Cosby? Or is that only is that just me? I think that's just you. I would have never thought that in a million years. When he says, hey, Barbie, let's go for a ride, that doesn't sound like Bill Cosby? No, I don't even Listen think that's... Listen to it again. All right. Listen well... to it again and, and, think, and just think about Bill Cosby. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think that's. I think that sounds an awful lot like. Uh, Not like at Mr. all. Cosby. I have no idea where you get that. I, 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 after actually listening to it a second time, only makes me think that even more. Oh, good lord, man! All right, all right. So, well, before you make up your mind, we have a second song going head to head. Um, off the album, The Simpsons Sing the Blues. This is uh the cast of The Simpsons singing their uh pop hit. Do the Bart Man. Let's take a listen. All right, do the Bartman. Uh, Matt, fun fact, do you know who sings background vocals on the chorus in that song? Bill Cosby. No, I'm going to blow your mind here. Michael Jackson. What? Sung the background vocals on that song. Really? Absolutely. I kid you not. That's uh, That song was number one for six weeks. Really? Absolutely. Um, I I like this. Go ahead. Bart Simpson was a, a he was a, a like there was a craze over Bart Simpson oh, in the early nineties, late eighties. Like he was a yeah, the Simpsons when the Simpsons first kicked off, he was actually most people now when they think Simpsons, they think about Homer, but mm-hmm. he like Bart was really the big the standout. The big the big to do. Yeah. A, everybody wanted to see more Bart. Rude dude he was with the guy. Attitude. You had you had the T shirts with Bart Simpson on it. Bart Mania. You had uh, El Barto. Mm-hmm. You know, like graffiti everywhere. It was huge. And, Everybody wanted the skateboard. Yeah, and he, the song, he was, the song uh, was a big part cool of it. One. And I think, yeah, the song was at the height of that Bart craze, for Absolutely. sure. People did the Bart band. Um, and the Simpsons are still on the air. Believe it or not, somehow. Wow. Uh, it's all that sweet syndication money. Uh, Matt, what, what do you think of this matchup? 
I think it's an interesting matchup. This one, um, this was a tough one. I think this was a, a tough one. Um, because I think both of them are, are uh, classics in their own right. Mm-hmm. But I think like the bar man is much more of a niche classic that mm-hmm. like, you don't, you don't really, nobody plays that at a party. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays, nobody even really plays it anymore. Right. Uh, but I think that Barbie girl has really withstood the test of time. Uh, and, and you'll, you'll even hear that, you know, at parties today. So I'm going to go with a uh, Barbie girl. That's going to be my pick for this round. Good pick. Great song. Couldn't disagree more. I am going with do the Bartman specifically because again, I definition stickler, a novelty song that took exist that took a fad and exploited it for success, right? At the peak okay. of its popularity, the Simpsons have no business with a music album. It's insanity. And yet they wrote a hit song on the back of a popular cartoon. I love it. It is a, a great <laughs> gimmick. And it's spot on. Barbie Girl, awesome gimmick. But really to me, it's just more of that kind of weird Swedish pop from the 90s. You know, that Ace of Base sort yeah. of demographic. Um, but I just, I love the gimmick nature of Do the Bartman because it's 100% full-blooded gimmick. Which means we have a tiebreaker, Matt. So here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna keep mixing up how we do these so it doesn't get too boring. Um, I want you to pick a number between 1 and 100, and your goal is to get closest to the number I just wrote down without going over. Price is right rules. Oh, boy. If you land, um, if the number you pick is, wait, no, this doesn't make any sense because you're just doing... How about this? How about, how about what I, I'll do this one. Okay. I'll do the tiebreaker. Okay. I'm thinking of <clears throat> I'm thinking of a color. Okay. A primary color, color? It's a primary color. Uh-huh. You know what? The color is either red or blue. Okay. Am I thinking of red or blue? You're thinking of blue. It's do the Bartman. All right. Is it because I was wearing blue a blue shirt Bartman. or because you're wearing a blue shirt? No, those I just I just I had you some kind of arbitrary way of assigning colors and right. uh, to the yeah. So I red was right. red was do the Barbie girl. A uh, red was Barbie girl. Do the Barbie do girl. the Barbie girl <laughs> in the Barbie world. Sounds like a great mashup. Why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna chug along. We've got one more matchup left on the bracket, and that would be uh, loosely defined as post two thousand, or as I like to call it, the viral mashup. Um, two gimmick songs. Known for YouTube breakout hit, um, we're going to start with uh, the Korean sensation himself, Psy, uh, with his hit. Um, you're going to know this one, everybody. Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. That's where you lose me. Um, uh, Gang of Style, of course. Going up against it, a, another sort of one-hit wonder, uh, catchy chorus song from Yelvis, uh, and this would be "What Does the Fox Say." Cow goes moo, frog goes crow, and the elephant goes toot. 
Ducks and quack and fish go blub and the seal goes ow ow ow. But there's no sound that no one knows. What does the fox say? What does the fox say indeed? Uh, I guess we're going to find out in this matchup. Gangnam Style versus What Does the Fox Say? Um, I guess I can jump in here and, and weigh in um, on this first. Uh, I'll just be up front. I think my pick on this one is going to be What Does the Fox Say? And specifically because I think it is a, an actual sort of gimmick novelty song more so than Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style is catchy and it, it's got that, that the, the heavy beat chorus. But I think Gangnam Style is actually kind of a good song, actually. Whereas I think What Does the Fox Say is not at all a good song, like most of these we've talked about. Um, but it does have the, the catchy chorus in it, and it does have the gimmick about with the animals. Um, so I think that's going to be my pick in this matchup. Matt, what do you think? Uh, if I was following your uh, uh, like your way yes. of, of your way of picking mm-hmm. your um, your method, mm-hmm. I would probably also have gone with What Does the Fox Say. Um, but <laughs> but I'm not that's basically it I'm not I'm I'm picking based on uh on which which one I think is the stronger of the two and which one it brings which song brings more to the table mm-hmm. not just as a song but as an advancement of our culture mm-hmm. in this I have to give it to Gangnam style because Gangnam style not only added a brand new dance, which I, I guess is just called the Gangnam style. Mm-hmm. Um, it also it's also pro- it's it's arguably the biggest hit mm-hmm. from a South Korean pop artist ever mm-hmm. to 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 reach the world stage. Um, and you know, for just for that venue alone, I think it's it it invites so much more of a promise. I mean, like. You know, we we've had Norwegian pop artists, we've had Swedish pop artists, we've had all the European pop artists, but mm-hmm. to have one come out of East Asia um, is huge because yeah. you know it, it opens up a whole other corner of the world that you know I'm looking forward to the next K-pop breakout hit that's going to be like uh, in the in the same uh, line of Gangnam Style, the the descendant of Gangnam Style. I think um, that's fair. But that means I've also heard Psy's other stuff. I listened to a couple other hits by Psy, and and I think that they they stand they they actually stand alone as really good songs that I probably would have never heard of if not for Gangnam Style. Well, then to challenge you though, then doesn't that take him out of novelty gimmick status? Yeah, I think I think it totally would. But I but I was never I was never picking these songs on novelty gimmick status. You were. I was picking them based on, on which song I liked better. That's fair. You're allowed to do that, but that means <laughs> we're allowed to do a tiebreaker, Matt. A or B? A. Oh. Oh, man. Ooh. Okay. Sorry about that, champ. I'll have to give it to you on that one. I've won a lot of the tiebreakers. I'm very happy. You did. About you that. won. I think you won three out of four. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely four out majority. of five. My luck is strong tonight. Um, yeah. Matt, that's it. We, we've 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 done the Sweet 16. We've done it. And we have our Elite 8, Matt. Would you like to know what the matchups are going to be for next week's show? I would very much like to know that. All right. We're going to have a, a clash between Monster Mash and Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. 
Okay. We're going to have a matchup against Rocket Man and Short People. That'll be a fun one. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to have our, our Decades Battle, Pac-Man Fever versus Convoy. That, I think, is wow. going to be the toughest wow, one of the Elite. Crazy one. <laughs> it's yeah. very difficult. And then after that, do the Bartman, and what does the Fox say? Okay. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Join us back at the show next week. We're going to do the Elite Eight, the Final Four, the Terrible Two. I don't know what they call that. Uh, and finally, the winner, best novelty or gimmick song uh, that we could Google and put on this bracket. Um, and we, we hope you all are having fun with this. We, of course, want your feedback. If you like the bracket format, if you like novelty songs, or if you don't like any of it, please let us know at Goldilocks Show on Twitter or Goldilocks Show at gmail.com. Uh, give us your feedback because we do the show for the fans. Um, let us know when you get here because we haven't seen any. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Matt, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up this week? Um, you know what? I think it's going to be a long, long time. Till touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> brings brings me round again. again to find I'm not the man. The man. I think I am at home. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. No, no. No. I'm a rock it, it. man. Man. That's my pause. favorite part. The pause is My make favorite it. part is that pause when he says rock it, man. I mean, just And then, so there, then the other, the alternate, Will Bill Shatner comes out and he has like his tie undone and like he's like, he's Super a rock casual. it, man. And then he does the oh God, man, I love that song. That's so good, man. That might that might go in like the for me the the, the video hall of fame, uh, just because the oh, video with the song. A lot so of these good. songs, a lot of these songs had had great accompanying music videos versus the Super Bowl Shuffle and uh, yeah, these are great. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Goldilockshow.com's website or soundcloud.com slash Goldilockshow. Get all the links at those respective places. Be sure to check us out. Join us next week as we continue these matchups and pick an ultimate winner. But until then, on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. We'll see you next time on the Goldilocks Zone. <laughs>